Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? You are listening to the Data is My Science podcast, a show to make data is science. I'm I am your host, Dapper Data. Listen, today we are going to do something we've never talked about before. I promise you, we have never talked about this, right? We never talked about neural networks. We never talked about AI in the film industry, right? Neural networks in the film industry, right? There are some crazy things happening in the film industry, right? We got deep fakes. We got all this crazy stuff going on. And we never talked about it in the film industry. I mean, you all are probably watching stuff all the time on social media where you literally are getting faked out, right? <laughs> you, you're probably watching all kinds of movies where they're doing all kinds of crazy things in the background related to neural networks that you don't even know about. So I brought a special guest on, and you know I have to have a special guest because I don't know everything. I know high level. I read a lot. And I still don't know even high level of everything, you know, dealing with data science. So I brought a special guest on. Uh, his name is Ruslan. Ruslan, say what's up to everybody. Hey, hey, hey there. Ruslan here. Nice to hear you. Uh, please be with us. We're going to tell you a few cool stories. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we are, man. You know, so uh, when we talk about neural networks, right, in machine learning specifically, I know we talked about machine learning in the past audience, uh, but you know, we're, when when you look up definitions around, right, they're talking about how it is a computer system inspired by the human brain. So you think about how the, how the human brain works. You think about um, how it's designed to recognize patterns and then you're learning from experience and then you're making all these decisions, all that cool stuff. And if you can imagine neural network as a team of people working together to solve a problem, right, each person being what they call a neuron. Right. So you look at a neuron, each person is called is a neuron and then they receive their own input. Right. They have their own knowledge that they're gathering. Right. And then they're sharing these results with the rest of the team. Right. So you have a bunch of neurons come together as a team. Then you have the team members together. They collaborate to come up with that final answer. Right. And it's always adjusting. It's always coming up with a new answer. Right. You know, uh, uh, or, or a better answer. Right, is getting more accurate and the performance is getting better and better over time. Right, so in machine learning, this is, this is the same thing. Right, you got neural networks. Right, they're they're used for tasks like image recognition, um, natural language processing, ChatGPT. Resident knows he knows all about ChatGPT. Right, you know I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and decision making. Right, so now you have the film industry. So we're going to dive deep into that film industry part. Right there, I'm so excited. So Rosalind is is the chief technology officer, C CTO of FilmU Stage, and we're going to talk all about FilmU Stage. All right, uh, a technology company that is streamlining the film production industry and process using neural network technology. So they're tying the two together. All right, that's what the industry is doing these days. And with 10 years of development experience, probably more now. And, and Ruslan has been able to develop the film use stage technology to automate the script breakdown process, right, which is a painstaking process, right? And, and, and I actually have uh, looked through it, researched it, and I'm telling you right now, I don't even want any parts of that. I don't want any parts of that industry and, and dealing with the whole technology process they have going on because it is a lot. 
and and that is necessary in the production industry, right? And so another tidbit about uh, Rosalind is that he is a, a music. I would I want to say genius, right? You've been a lifelong musician, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's say genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Perfect description. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really love music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's well versed in sound design. You know, so thank you for coming to our podcast, Rosalind. I really appreciate it. Tell him a little bit about yourself. Thank you, thank you. First of all, thank you for this wonderful description and uh, introduction of of me. And uh, also, I must admit that you gave a really nice description of what's uh, machine learning and neural network. What is actually is like how it works, and you gave a really nice example. It's like a team of people trying to collaborate together, uh, sharing the results. And once you have a big enough team, you potentially can solve any issue and uh, simulate lots of various systems and uh, yeah. different kind of, of difficult stuff. So, well, a few words about myself. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm a CTO of a company called Film Stage. We started this business around four years ago. Three uh, friends from the university, we graduated together with Igor and Andre back to 2012 in Minsk, Belarus. So we know each other for quite a long time. So it was around the moment when I was I was a bit, uh, you know, tired of a corporate job and uh, just normal development. And we decided that let's let's try let's try to launch our own business. And we still right. and we still we still we still going. So looks like we understood and got something something uh, in the proper way. Did something did something good. So uh, yeah, also I'm a, I'm a really into music. I'm a lifelong musician, and uh, also I'm really passionate passionate about movies. I'm a horror horror movie geek, to be honest. So <laughs> I I seen all of all of eighties classics as well as oh, man. more 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 obscure stuff from <laughs> from from German um, from German stuff from uh 1920s like nosferatu you name it i'm a, I'm a i really like her her general have you been in a band before yeah yeah i had a multiple band so i've been playing mostly punk rock and psychobilly music so i taught myself to play double bass now i'm more into electric guitar and also probably Hopefully, I will start a new band this or the next the next year when I will figure out where where I get the band members and uh, actually <laughs> write enough songs. <laughs> man, man, that's amazing, man! You know, you you've done some great things in your life, and I know you're. I'm sure that you're going to do more amazing things. You know, being um, versatile, being uh, uh, spread across different domains, man, is always key. And you look at when I look at geniuses, or right, I look at people who who study their craft, right? But they have multiple, they just want to experience and they love experience and being exposure to multiple things. So, you know, it seems like that's what you're doing. You're on the verge of being the next Einstein, man, or close to it. Though. <laughs> that's good, man. That's what I'm talking about, brother. You know, <laughs> um, so let's talk about film these days, man. I mean, this is, this is something that, right, you know, is an amazing technology that you are doing within film use stage, right? You all are doing something great, right? When I look at it, you're saying, you if you look at the website, right, you know, you, it says you're creating your project in two clicks and uploading the script in final draft or PDF format, right? 
And then mm -hmm. you automatically create that script breakdown with all the categories you need. You got the cast, you got the props, location, makeup, et cetera. You have all those different things, right? You know, going on. I mean, how, how, how is it changing the world? How is it making a difference in technology right now? Oh, that's a good question, really. So, well, I want to start with uh, how we actually got to this topic. It's all uh, possible because um, the CEO of the company, Igor, he's a filmmaker with a really, really long story with an interesting background, and he knows a lot about the processes. He was also filming a lot in the U.S., so it came to our understanding that the, the way of doing things in uh, industry is really conservative. It's kind of old school. They don't really like innovation, but it was, it's, it's 21st century. Okay. So when we really got some advanced technologies and computational power is, is more advanced. And uh, so we decided that we can deliver some innovation to this, to this industry. That's for sure. So we started to dive deeper and actually see what we can, what we can improve, what we can update. So and like the every every film production, every video production, screen screenplay based uh, production starts with a, with obviously with a screenplay. It's a piece of text, usually one hundred pages long for a feature film. So it, which translates to something around uh, hundred minutes of screen time, Ooh. and. Uh, what you have to do, you have to sit, basically sit down and carefully read, read the text and write down or mark down all the mentions of actors, say props, uh, visual effects, makeup and stuff. And obviously it's a kind of routine, repetitive task, which takes anything from a couple of days to a couple of weeks or even longer, depending on the complexity of the text. So, and it sounds like a great task for machine learning, actually. So mm -hmm. definitely, you want to you want to be able to automate this kind of kind of stuff because it's not super creative. Okay, you mm -hmm. just you just you just operating you just operating with information. So we started to build our model, started to build the data set. We started to run tests, and actually, we got really nice results uh, after a few experiments. And we decided, okay, so we're going to uh, hit the market with this idea. That's okay. You don't need to. You don't need to do breakdown to kickstart your project and basically understand once inside. You don't need to disassemble, dissect it manually. You can you can do it with a high accuracy rate using machine learning, actually. And that's what we what we actually offer to filmmakers. You literally just upload your screenplay in a couple of minutes. We analyze it and you get the really quick, accurate, and nice description overview of your project. Like you, you, you can understand like number of casts you need to hire, what kind of props you need, what kind of locations you need to potentially rent, etc., etc. So this is a really huge time saver of, of uh, the early stages of pre-production. And with this information, you quickly can built even more you can understand your schedule so what you need to do to optimize your um shooting schedule where you can actually save how to build your budget you can add to the references in our platform and quickly quickly build uh, various type of documents you would like to share with your colleagues and teammates also we're going to bring team access really soon which will be another huge step for us so the way to collaborate mm. on the same project for different different professionals so well the whole idea is to 
bring the best, the most useful, reliable tools to a modern filmmaker, potentially democratizing the industry, lowering the entry level, the threshold, and uh, basically giving a chance to filmmakers to spend more time on creative tasks rather than uh, manual labor and repetitive repetitive tasks. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I mean, I didn't realize how um, uh, tedious and how meticulous you have to be in the film industry behind the scenes doing all of those manual tasks, right? Like, like what you're telling me is that there's a whole process, people behind the scenes writing stuff down and all that, and it's repetitive. And if it's repetitive, man, let's get this machine learning to work, baby. You know, <laughs> I mean, we got to do yeah. it, right? You know, yeah. I mean, we got to automate. I guess there's a difference, right, in between the automation of things. You, know, you can write scripts and things like that, but something like this, definitely with a large data set out there, you need to be able to automate, you need to be able to look at uh, from a machine learning standpoint, being able to analyze things historically, making better decisions, all that stuff, man. So how's the how the data stored? Is it in the cloud? Is it on premise? You know, how are you are storing the data, man? And 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 then uh, um, I guess analyzing it. Mm -hmm. So we decided to make our platform as accessible as possible, basically accessible to anyone in the world. So we decided to actually run it on cloud and we use a uh, Google cloud for yeah. our setup. So this is where everything is actually uh, deployed, like front end, back end, and of course, uh, AI engine also yeah. uh, runs on Google cloud. So I think it's, it's more, it's more easy and more useful today to have uh, some kind of online tools you can use anywhere anywhere doesn't doesn't matter where you actually where you actually uh, at the moment so we're also thinking about uh, having a like a offline application desktop That's desktop cool. solution for cases when well sometimes you are not in this in the place where mm. there's even an internet connection or cellular right. connection and you still need to analyze your stuff and build your schedule or build other types of documentation or work on your project. So potentially in the, in the near future, we're going to also have a yeah. like on-prem on -prem solution. No, that's awesome because I actually was thinking about how um, a lot of the people, the clients that I work with, they're interested in this whole federated data management, federated machine learning thing right now. And they're like, they love edge to core to cloud, right? They love some type of edge device closer to them. Like you were saying, an offline device or something, because at some point they lose connection, right? To yeah. the, the network. And if they do, they still want to be able to process and analyze. They want to be able to do everything they need. And then when it gains connection, then bam, you send it out to where you need to go, right? Make the connection. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. There's one. There's one part of the of the solution, and also sometimes you just don't want your device to be ever connected to yeah. to the world, to the internet, because well, if you have a one million dollar screenplay, 
you want to be absolutely sure and uh, make once take all the precautions for it never never to go anywhere and never leave just your laptop this is also right. the case man no no that's amazing so are you all using like any type of tagging or anything uh uh in place like labeling or anything yeah exactly so uh, the core the core technology solves the thing called name identity recognition so basically mm -hmm. just that you want to distinguish different type of objects in text so you prepare data set with correct labels basically telling which which type of what content means what say this is an actor this is a proper location detail so like also whatever and once you have a big enough data set you can train your neural network and uh, run it for prediction and actually for never seen before text and actually um get the results for for exactly that yeah man Russell, you you all are doing some amazing things right we have to get you out there we got to get the world to know what you're doing in technology this is amazing i want to talk about the future of technology right the future of not technology but neural networks in the film processing industry and i remember reading an article recently right i'd like to research a little bit prior to uh, uh interviewing guests and you know it was an article talking about generative ai and how it's bringing the biggest disruption to the filmmaking industry in like 100 years right and mm -hmm. When you're using general AI, right, and, and they're doing things like removing profanity post-production, right? You know, <laughs> there is is getting a little intense, and I didn't know they're doing these things, right? So, you know, it's also transforming film and video. You know, for example, um, there was something in Berlin they talked about where it helps companies make corporate videos, right, using AI and machine learning to generate real-life actors. I'm like, what? Real life actors, what are you talking about? To create to create like hyper realistic or synthetic videos, right? We need a lot of more synthetic uh, videos out there for testing, but uh, videos in minutes, right? By inserting just a script. And I was like, I have to talk to Rosalind about this. So what what's going on in the future of neural networks in the film industry? What kind of use cases are there they talking about that's gonna be out there? Oh, it's a really interesting topic about the whole generative AI hype and stuff. So, uh, lots of lots of difficulties in here, lots of problems, potential. Of course, it 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 works like magic. Let's 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 be clear here. <laughs> you the things the things you can do with Mid Journey or GPT four or Chat GPT is just insane. You can literally talk to a computer, or you can ask your machine just to draw. No, anything never existed before potentially. So, but the the trouble, the problem is that it's a it's a generative AI. Okay, it's generate stuff. It doesn't actually. It's not a, like it's not a library uh, no, of hundred percent uh, proven facts. It's uh, a really complex neural network which generates response to your question basically and. Well, quite often, um, ChatGPT just creates never existing stuff for you. If you ever tried to, let's say, create some code with GPT, it tends to tell you about never existing frameworks or some really weird stuff. The same about historical events and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
image generation is uh, also a bit funny because the the way how the machine understands the visuals basically it's a set of characteristics and features really complex one and of course it translates um, human language to those sets of features and then tries to construct an image out of that and you definitely have uh, some some unbelievable really inspiring results but it still struggles with stuff like hands sometimes they updated majority to generate better hands of course but still there are there are <laughs> sometimes they just they just look terrible basically that's because the machine doesn't understand how how the hand works and what's the purpose how how your fingers move and why it's all why it's all important how how it looks from different angles and and stuff when you when you try to generate say a film camera uh using midjourney it will generate you a really actually funny looking abomination of all sorts of metal parts and devices but it, it looks like a camera okay but if you take a closer look you can tell it, it it's not designed to work so once we will be able to actually make machine understand a bit more about the functionality of uh, objects and and stuff it tries to generate we'll we'll put it to the next level yes it's a, it's a really hot topic in filmmaking industry because you can you can generate imagery you can mm-hmm. generate videos deep fakes and stuff you can you can have for instance a digital copy of a of an actor or a famous one or maybe not existent anymore and you can continue to create create visuals using using this person and his voice right. i personally find even more satisfying and more interesting the audio generation mm-hmm. uh networks and uh, generative ai which helps you create <laughs> like never never existed before tracks by drake like th- that was like <laughs> a recent case of uh uh feed by drake and uh weekend if i remember it correct right which was immediately put down by the, the label and the publisher because it violates all well it's probably violates all all possible all possible regulations and uh, copyrights oh, but it, was it the weekend yeah it yeah. was weekend, weekend yeah. and, and Drake, and uh, some guys, some guy generated a, a new song with their voices, and it, it sounds really realistic. So it definitely, it's, it definitely changes uh, filmmaking as well because you can you can create uh, voicing with some dead actors potentially who already passed away. Yeah, so scary, man, a little creepy. Uh, oh yeah it's really creepy to be honest but it's you know it's it's funny maybe <laughs> maybe we'll see more of this coming coming really soon yeah this, the, the very same will be about the imager actually well for now it still looks a bit um well not not ready for production let's call it but the technology will change and we'll get the better better results nowadays there was a there was a project on youtube uh where the vfx studio they generated a anime 
based on a video they actually sh- they actually shot themselves in a really cinematic poses and you know reading all these lines from their screenplay and then they they frame by frame they generated the basically anime styled images and combined it into a video so it looks okay still you can see how it wouldn't can't replace real animation where everything is precise well it's all it's all about precision actually because when you shoot a movie or draw animation you want to control the things and actually it's a huge part of your vision like how the frame is built how how the characters are animated and you cannot do this with neural networks still with generative ai you just you just you just describe some really high level well of course you can go deeper in details but still it's a really high level description of what you want to get and then it's it's for the machine discretion how it's how it's gonna how the machine is going to interpret it interpret it so it's all about precision no precision is definitely important man so let let let's I want to, uh, and, and thank you for giving an insight into everything because, uh, like I mentioned before, you know, um, the film industry, the future of the film industry is getting very, very highlighted, right? You know, and it's, and it's getting into some stuff that may be unethical, you know, in certain people's eyes as well, where we have to start keeping track of that. I mean, AI moves so fast, right? That mm-hmm. we almost don't have time to say, slow down. And let's think ethics here, right? Let's think, uh, um, you know, when you think about creativity, right? And AI can automate some things of the creative process, but it cannot replace the human creativity entirely. That's, right? that's the point, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So film industry is a, is, a, is a huge venture venture machine, actually. It's every, every film looks like a startup, to be honest. So you... Uh-huh have an idea you try to get financing you hire the team and you want to produce it as cheap as possible to to you know to be as tight in budget as possible and at the same time you want to get the box office as high as possible and what they really excited is about is to wait about the ways to actually predict the potential box offices and uh, ways to save the budget and all the ways actually to optimize the production and stuff like this so it's film industry and filmmaking is a huge huge business and it's a venture and uh, they need tools like this no they do need tools like this man i mean the use of ai in the filmmaking industry is raising a lot of ethical concerns, you know, such as the potential for AI to kind of, uh, I guess, perpetuate those um, stereotypes, right? Or manipulate audience emotions and things like that. And it's, you know, the question is, is is that right? You know, is that ethical? You know, I mean, as technology is moving faster and faster, we don't sit down. I mean, who was it? Uh, The guy who created Tesla, Tesla stuff. You know, he has like this whole uh, petition that went out, right? He wanted to stop AI, especially after mm-hmm. that came out. He wanted to stop AI from going for like six months at least because he said, we're going to probably die 
if we don't do that? You know, I don't know how intense that can be, <laughs> you know, but, you know, what's your thoughts on that, man? <laughs> well, it's interesting, but, well, it, it definitely can feel scary sometimes, but you cannot, you just can't stop the progress. Once, once it was started, you can't, you can't slow it down even. So, uh, about that, that petition about, like the potential threat of machine learning and AI engines advanced like chat GPT. It's a funny story because not, not, not very, not, not very long from that, uh, from that, when this petition was published, Elon Musk, actually, he hired a whole new division of, uh, machine learning specialists and data scientists actually to potentially to build something, something like, like OpenAI's GPT-4. Google got their own BART uh, engine, which was not so long ago uh, published for public access. So things are not going, things are not looking like it will, like it's going to slow down or, or will be stopped or something. It's not going to happen. At the same time, of course, the ethics are questionable. What the machine can generate, we cannot really we cannot really control what's we don't we don't know what's inside uh, the model of uh, any neural network. We don't understand because it's too complex to ever analyze it actually, and it's a it's like a huge maze. Okay, you can enter in one part and you never know where you're gonna when where you're gonna exit, and you can potentially block some dangerous. And ent entrances, which leads to potentially dangerous points or places in your maze, but you you'll never be able to block all of them. And there always be always will be some you know explorers who who will find uh, some some new big doors. No, absolutely, absolutely, man. So, Rosalind, man, you have you have said so much on every one of the topics, right? We talked about ethical AI, we talked about the future of neural networks and how um, it is really increasing all the greatness that already comes with the film industry, but it's now increasing it. Um, and we talked about Philby State, right? Which, I mean, I advise all the audience to please, please check that out. If you are in the industry, if you, if you have a need for something like that, you know, um, I'm definitely gonna pass it on to my buddy who lives in California. And I'm going to say, look, Please. he does a lot of scripts. He does a lot of script writing, and and this will be viable to you. And Please. here's why, you know. So, uh, but I like to leave the audience what I call a summarization, right, or a dope nugget or gem of everything. And what I've learned today is I think AI is so important in things like that pre-production phase, right? You know, I know it's in, it's, it's coming in the post-production as well, but you know, you can be used. It can be used to streamline the pre-production process. You know, including casting, and you have the uh, the location scouting. You know, you got storyboarding, right? You know, and I only know exactly. that somebody, yes. right? Who does it? And you know, even think about special effects, right? You know, creating that more realistic, immersive special effect that's out there, right? Reducing, possibly reducing the need for practical effects and and saving time and money. I'm, I'm sure it does all that, right? So, I advise people who are in the industry. Um, or not even industry, I actually advise people who are data scientists, who are like movie buffs, right? Who are interested in movies, who are interested in the film industry so much that 
there is always a place in this AI or data science path for you right now. It doesn't matter where you go. Everybody is probably going to be in need of it in the near future, <laughs> you know, if not now, uh, to be more competitive in the industry and to, to take advances. So thank you again, Ruslan. Is there anything that you want to leave the audience with? Well, yeah, this, the world is changing and changing really fast. So I recommend everyone to read something about uh, machine learning on or AI engines. So go and try it by yourself. Try to generate some images with MidJourney. Try to talk to OpenAI's ChatGPT. It's gonna very soon is going to be a really huge part of our life. It's it's so massive. It's something like Google actually. How Google changed <laughs> everything, like changed the whole internet and generative AI like this again is going to change the way of doing things. It's going to be. I I don't think it's going to replace like people and uh, some professions, but it will be a really nice tool for those who want to be competitive, who want to stay with the latest tech and always be on top. Uh, well, also, I really want to uh, invite all the filmmakers out there to go to our platform, filmstage.com, and try to use it on your own platforms, on your own projects. Uh, we are available, available to chat. 24-7, just shoot us a message on our uh, support, using our support bot on the on the webpage. We'll be really happy to help you. And also uh, to invite you even in a more special way, I want to uh, give a discount code. It will be called Dapper Data 30 and it will give you 30% off of every oh, subscription we have on our website. So please... Go and yep. try it. We have we also have a seven day trial, and after that you can decide whether you like it or not. So no strings attached. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and it's www.filmustage.com. Filmustage.com. Got you, got you. Um, audience, definitely check that out. Right. And is it for slash uh, Dapper Data 30? Is it would that take them to the uh, promo or you just put it in at the end? Uh, let's let's uh, we can we can have it here and also I will we'll put it into the description, I guess. OK. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, OK. So look, let's play a game right really quick. Um, we're running okay. out of time. I want to play this game called Overrated, Underrated. All right. And this game is pretty fun. It lets the audience know that we think about things other than our geeky stuff that we do every single day, right? You know, just mm -hmm. 5% of our brain does care about or have an opinion about ice cream. We do care about that, right? We have an opinion about cheese, man. We have an <laughs> opinion about uh, basketball or or different things, right? We, we have an opinion. We might not care for it. We might not watch it on our daily basis, but but we have an opinion about it. If you ask us, we just don't give our opinion out right all the time. So this is a chance for us to talk about things other than our geeky stuff that we do every day. Right. Are you ready? Um, yeah, I'm super ready. <laughs> all right. Wilson. All right. First one. I want to call it real football uh, soccer. Okay. Is it overrated, underrated or right? Ah, uh, overrated. Okay. You said overrated. Yeah. Oh man, what? You the overrated man? Most people say that it's uh, 
it's uh, underrated, man. Most people don't don't uh, really. Um, uh, I mean, mo most people will say it's underrated, right? Coming from uh, um, uh, where where are you located at right now, Russell? In, uh, in Europe, Lithuania, so here it's like kind of yeah, big thing. So. Yeah, I mean, so you don't like you don't even watch watch uh, soccer like that. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, in in our part of Europe. It's uh, always was like a default kind of sport, and everyone is ex supposed to play football. And I, and I was, uh, I just never got this. So <laughs> the championship, the championship is really huge, but it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> Um, all right. Okay. Next one. I hope I say it right. Seppeline. Uh, yeah, I think it's underrated. Okay. Okay. So if people don't know what Seppelin, am I saying it right, Rosalind? Zeppelin, Zeppelins. You can, you can, well, it's if you want to call it in a more Lithuanian way, you call it uh, Zeppeline. Zeppelin. Okay. Okay. But Zeppelins is absolutely, absolutely fine. Okay. So Zeppelins is this potato meat dumpling. Uh, format is is from my understanding is very delicious. You know, I have a couple friends that are from Europe area, and so Rosin is saying definitely check it out. It's underrated, so check that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, but it is heavy on the stomach, right? Are we saying it's heavy? It's a little heavy. Yeah, it's super heavy. So you know, have heavy appeals somewhere close to you. Uh, uh okay. All right, uh, hardcover books. Uh, underrated. Underrated? You still like them? Yes, uh, <laughs> I try to. I try to buy. Well, everything I find interesting, especially I'm a huge fan of like illustrated illustrated books for with lots of photography, especially <laughs> the kids. <books>. Something. <laughs> I'm, well, yes, it's it's also really nice, but uh, with uh, photo reproductions or art reproductions, really really nice way. So. They they have to be hard covered. Okay, okay. All right. What about YouTube? Oh man, it's like an air. You know, you cannot you cannot you cannot say is air is rated or underrated. I know it's just it feels just fine. Okay, right where it needs to be, right? Yeah. Okay, I get it. I give you that. Last uh, last two, the printer. Uh, overrated. I hate printers. <laughs> I hate printers, man. I hate it, Russ. <laughs> We should I do like this. a petition on stock printers, man. And, and yeah. if somebody always wants to ask once a year, they ask you to print something. And you can't yeah, it's do so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, especially when, when you go to some governmental structures, they all the time they need printed papers. So it's so, it's so stupid. <laughs> all right, last one beer. Oh, <laughs> tough question. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a really huge beer lover, so let's say it's underrated. It okay, must okay. be even more exposed. Yeah, I would say the right ones. I don't know if people would call me. I, I, it's it. I, it either has to be very strong, right, like a strong Guinness, or it mm -hmm. has to be light, like a summer ale, light. Yeah. I, in between, for some reason, I just. It just, I just can't do it, man. It just takes me over, man. I don't know. Guinness is fine. So, you know what I'm going to do for after the recording session? I'll go straight to the bar and order a pint of Guinness. Oh, nice, nice. So, Guinness is thank you. It's good. Yeah. I like, yeah. I have a spot there where they have a really nice Guinness on draft. So, thank you for the idea. 
<laughs> no problem, no problem, man. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it, Rosalind. Thank you, audience, for listening to Data's My Sign Podcast Show that makes Data your passion. I'm your host, Dapper Data. As you know, you can follow me at Mr. Dapper Data. That's at percent sign M R D A P P E R D A T A on any one of the social media platforms. Definitely check out um, filmustage.com, right? And and when you go on there, the promo code uh, that you use is Dapper Data Thirty. That would be great. I appreciate it. Um, and and Ruslan, is there any any place they can reach you at and and anything you're promoting right now? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me by my name, or you can find me by by our platform name, and you will instantly find me. I'm a CTO of Film Stage, so please connect. I'll be more than happy to talk to anyone. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Definitely check out Ruslan. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, everybody. The uh, contact to LinkedIn, and if you have any questions, just reach out to me. You know how to reach me. Thank you again, Ruslan, for being on the podcast and audience. I love you all. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data.